At the very beginning of my marketing career, I often used to wonder why most of the brands work with multiple agencies for their marketing solutions. Shouldn't they work with a single agency to reduce several gaps that are left while dealing with many agencies? But in the past few years, there has been one standout agencies in India that provides all the marketing solutions to the brands, Shebang. And in this episode of Witty and Viral, I had the privilege to share the mic with Akshay Gurnani, who's the co-founder at Shebang. Akshay started his career at Foxy Moron and contributed massively towards its growth. He has also played a great role in taking Shebang where it stands today. Couple of months back, I met Akshay at a workshop and I was really amazed not only by his knowledge of the industry, but also how open he is to help people in general. So this podcast provided me so much value in person and I hope everyone can take away some important points as well. So how did he end up building Shebang? What's the role of integrated marketing agencies in near future? And more about Akshay's hobbies. All this and more in this particular episode. You're listening to Witty and Viral with me, Pratik Satpute, and we will be right back. Hey guys, before we begin the show, let me take the time to thank you for showing all your love and support for the show. I'm glad that you're enjoying the podcast and many of you have DM'd me several queries with every episode. So I thought it would be good to have your questions answered by me or find someone best to answer those. So in the description, I have dropped a link to submit your questions. Whatever those are related to digital media agency, advertising, marketing, career related or even productivity. Submit them and get those answered. So the link is in the description. And with this, let's get back to your episode. So welcome Akshay to the show. It's great to have you. How's the lockdown going for you right now? Uh, thanks, Pratik. Thanks for having me actually on this podcast. Uh, lockdown has been challenging, has been quite interesting actually if you ask me. Uh, obviously, as digital agencies, you know, for us work typically hasn't stopped because brands are still continuing with their communication online. So we've been focusing a lot of our attention on doing, you know, small campaigns online, you know, getting our, our client websites in place. Obviously, media has come down quite a bit in terms of spends, so has production. Uh, but at least the social media work is continuing for most of our brands. So it's been challenging actually because we've had to think of new and different ways of, you know, creating innovative campaigns for our clients. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, typically we're looking at ways in which we can actually drive purpose for our brand. Um, because obviously at this point in time, we can't be too frivolous. We can't be too fun. We can't be too, you know, all over the place as brands. So we've got to sort of choose our battles very wisely. Um, and do things that really make a difference in the brand. So we've been spending a lot of time here trying to strategize on things which actually matter, um, doing few things but doing them well. So yeah, I mean, obviously collections have not been too good. So uh, you know, clients not paying right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but at least what we're trying to do is at least retain the clients. You know, not let them go. Make them do smaller things, reduce the retail amounts at least, but don't let them go completely because uh, you know any money right now is good for us. And I mean, I think clients will appreciate the fact that we've, you know, tried to work with them even in these difficult times and we're we are lending our hand in whatever way, way possible. Uh, so, yeah, let's, let's see if we'll come out stronger on this. Yeah. Right. So, Akshay, uh, you started your career after college as a financial analyst. And so what led you to get into this uh, digital marketing in the first place? So, so, you know, back in college, so I've done my graduation from HR college at Churchgate. 
and in my bachelor of management studies bmn Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, out of my class of 120 students, I was the only student who did both finance and marketing, uh, because like I knew that you know marketing has always been a sco- has been a space of interest for me. Uh, I've loved you know looking at brands, looking at their campaigns, looking at communication. Uh, but like back when you're 20, 21 years old, you think that you know I, I felt like if I don't do finance right now, I'll, I'll never actually learn the nuances of finance. So while I gave my major in finance. Uh, I actually sat through all of my marketing lectures. I gave all of my assignments in marketing also. Um, but eventually, in my graduation in finance, um, I even found a job in the financial space, you know, as an analyst where I worked for about six months. But I mean, the reason for doing that actually was to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always been of the opinion that if you don't learn, if you don't do it, you'll never know better. So, you know, I thought I'd just learn as much as I can. Um, and six months into my finance job, I knew that this is not a cutout for me. And, you know, almost overnight, like, I remember this was on the 4th of November, I quit my job. And on the 8th of November, I started my marketing job with, with Foxy. Um, and it was almost like a split second reaction that I've got to come back to marketing, you know. Um, and I mean, it's been 10 years for me now in the marketing space and I'm enjoying it. And I think, uh, you know, for me personally, those six months of training in finance are now reaping benefits as an entrepreneur because I can understand numbers. Um, and I enjoy numbers myself, yeah. Right. So, uh, talking about your standard boxing work, you grew up the ladder at a very fast pace. So, how was that yeah. experience overall and how difficult was it to set the company office in a dif- in a different city from scratch? And at that point of point in time, you were also pretty young as well. So, how was that particular journey and the mindset? Yeah. So, I mean, I believe that I was at the right place at the right time. You know, back in 2010-11 is when the digital space was sort of growing in India. Uh, brands were becoming a little more sensitive towards spending online. Uh, you know, when I joined them uh, back in 2010, we were a team of about 10 people. Um, all of us trying to, you know, work with as many brands as possible, try writing content. It was more about Facebook and Twitter were the dominating platforms back then. Um, you know, we should do about 40-50 posts a month. And that was how the platforms actually worked. But I think, uh, you know, maybe like a year or two into my, my career, uh, the company started growing exponentially because of how the industry also grew. Uh, mm-hmm. We started working with a couple of big brands like Cadbury, L'Oreal, Maybelline. So those gave us actually, you know, the inlet into many more larger brands. And I mean, I was always one of the kind of guys who worked really hard, worked long hours. And for me, again, it was all about learning, right? So I said, I'll do whatever it takes to learn and do my best in my job. Um, but I, I think, uh, you know, they sort of valued my strong contribution to the team and to the company. Um, and yeah, within a span of a year and a half, I had a team of about 17, 18 people under me. Uh, you know, I was among the senior members of the team, just being 23 that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, typically like every other individual at the age of 23, you start thinking about doing the MBA. Uh, you know, you want to go abroad and study, which is exactly what I was thinking of doing. But then, you know, I got the opportunity to actually go to Delhi. Uh, to set up the Delhi operations, the Gurga operations actually. Um, again, I said that if I don't try it, I won't know better. So um, I was just 23, I moved to Gurga, you know, set up the team from scratch, right from you know, looking for the office, to doing up the office space, to hiring people, to getting brands, to growing the entire space. So uh, those one and a half were quite interesting for me because I got to learn a lot about myself, about how to run a business, about how to build teams. And yeah, I think those were quite interesting years of my life because that gave me the the stepping stone or the 
the confidence to start something of my own, which is Shabang now. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, again, I've, I don't have an MBA. I haven't done the MBA after that. But I think I've learned so much in the past, you know, five, six years that it's, I think it's more valuable than the MBA, if you ask me. Right. So, uh, that, that was actually an interesting point you made there about um, keeping, you know, to learn anything and everything and then again, trying that out. But do you feel that people in particularly advertising and again in general as well, try to keep themselves in sort of a cocoon and not get out of that comfort zone? Yeah, of course. I mean, I guess today, like the everything we do is, is so competitive. If you get into a cocoon, you're never going to sort of be different, right? right. Uh, you know, today there are enough more people doing the same kind of job. Everyone's job is replaceable if you ask me. And I mean, opportunities don't come very often. So I think if you get into your shell, you get into a cocoon and, you know, don't try something different. Um, you'll never know, you know, what could have been. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people fear failure. I think people fear that, you know, what if I, I'm not good at this? What will happen then? I mean, so be it, right? Like, I mean, we all are still young. I mean, I'm, I'm not young anymore. I'm, I'm 30 now. But, you know, when you're starting off the first year, uh, you know, you have the capacity to take some risk because um, if you lose a couple of years, it's okay. I mean, you can always go back to doing your education or switch to a more comfortable job or be a family business. But um, I think getting into a cocoon sort of keeps you very comfortable and doesn't really push you to do better, I think. I completely agree more with you. So, Akshay, after a great run at Foxy Moron, then how did Shabang happen? So, you know, around the time that I was planning on coming back to Bombay, which was, you know, in November of 2014, uh, you know, my current partner, Harshil, was also moving out of Foxy. Mm-hmm. Um, and even so, my other partner was also, he just recently moved out of Foxy. Um, and he was also planning on pursuing his higher education and design. I mean, it so happened that, you know, we all sort of just sort of came together and said, let's do this. Because for me, I always wanted to have something of my own. Um, I felt like I was done working for somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought like it's it's time that I you know take my own risk and I I put in my own capital to build something of my own. And yeah, Shabang was that opportunity. Uh, I mean, so well, Shlomi are all all slightly like-minded in that sense, so it sort of gelled pretty well. And we all have our own you know pros and cons to the way we work. So I think we sort of weighed those together and then said, okay, let's get together and do this. So yeah, it was more like a stepping stone in my life. Uh, I come from an entrepreneurial background. My dad's always been, you know, an entrepreneur himself. Mm-hmm. So right from a very early age for me, it was, you know, I don't want to work for somebody else. If I do work for somebody else, it will be to learn. Uh, but then eventually I've got to do something of my own. So that's where Shabang happened and I think it always fell into place. You mentioned about uh, you coming from an entrepreneurial background. So do you feel that uh, having that background somewhere easiest to take that decision? Yes, of course, because I think, you know, people who come from entrepreneurial backgrounds are still more open to taking risks, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, as compared to when you have a steady going job, uh, you know, you're going to get a steady income every month. But I think people who come from an entrepreneurial background have seen a lot of ups and downs when it comes to businesses, which are bases, you know, a lot of third party factors, like, you know, political factors, environmental factors, like a coronavirus happening, right? Right. I mean, in, in most cases, the employees will still get their salaries, but uh, the companies are the ones who suffer the most because there's no business coming in. So, yeah, I mean, I've always been in a family of entrepreneurs. So, uh, that's just given me the confidence that, you know, if everybody around me can do it, why can't I do it, right? So, uh, certainly, it, it gives you a slight 
better edge for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, not saying that it's easy, but yeah, it just gives you a little more mental preparation basically. Right. And you started the agency, uh, Shabang, with a good solid core team. What were the qualities or factors about you, Harshil or Sohil, your leadership per se, that made the members believe in you guys? So, like a lot of the people who actually joined us from day one were all our past colleagues itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so, they sort of moved out with us when we were starting with Shabang. I think why they chose to move with us was also because we, we spent a lot of time with the teams. Um, and even, you know, back in the day, we, we grew most of these teams ourselves. So I think the comfort level has always been with the employees. Um, since we ran most of the operations, so Hushal ran most of the operations for Bombay. I was running the operations for, for uh, Delhi. Mm-hmm. Um, since we were doing a lot of the groundwork, I think the teams actually spent a lot of time with us. Um, and that's for the comfort sort of grew. So when they knew they were moving out, because even I had spent about two years in the Bombay office as well, I think... For them, it was the comfort of being with people who they've trust, trusted with their work um, and who maybe have a vision to grow in the future. So, And I mean, I think we are, as people, we're quite easygoing. We are culturally very open in our minds that way. So uh, I, I guess some of all of these things sort of put together helped us, you know, attract the right kind of talent from day one itself. Um, and I guess in our minds, we were very clear as to what we wanted to achieve as, as Shebang. So uh, people bought into the vision from day one. And you know, many people who joined us five years back are still with us in the company. So I think that's a great uh, achievement for us that you know people still believe in the vision. Right, and the sort of work that Shabang has been doing right from the day one is actually, you know, it has set up the bars for other brands a bit higher, and that goes pretty well uh, for many other agencies as well. Now, when you started Shabang, there's a uh, service sec- service end to your uh, company where you provide integrated solutions for the brands so what sort of loopholes uh, were there for brands earlier and you sort of uh, figured them out and wanted to Im- execute through shebang i think you know uh, brands are typically looking for working with one set of partners actually for all of the solutions and i think it it comes from the comfort of having one partner who can drive everything for them mm-hmm. right from the communication to digital to some bit of mainline you know to the tech innovations to the influencer marketing I, I felt that's where we saw like a big opportunity to be completely integrated because not only do we do digital marketing we also do mainline work so we have brands like baskin robbins ashok leland uh, Finolex, that we even do their mainline advertising for them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, we sort of identified these gaps. Um, we've tried to always ask the client, you know, saying that, let us know what else we can do for you. You know, we've also done events, for example, for a couple of our brands. Um, we've never done events in life before, but we've done a couple of events. Um, we've set up a call center for a brand, for example. Again, never had the experience of setting up a call center, but we've done it for a brand, right? And it's going well. So I think it's about getting, you know, into the skin of the client, um, understanding the pulse of the business, understanding what are the requirements, um, and just finding, you know, not loopholes, but opportunities uh, that we can sort of tap into and figure it out. I think that's very important. You just got to figure it out because, again, you'll never have all of the answers in your head. But, I mean, can we hire somebody who can do it for us? Can we talk to people who can help us? Maybe collaborate with people who can help you out. That's very important. Collaboration works extremely well. You know, collaborate, learn, and then maybe internalize it. So, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of scope, actually. And we've tried to do everything the client actually needs us to do for them then, yeah. 
you spoke about not you know focusing on the loopholes but tapping on the opportunities and clearly today brands have a lot of opportunities on digital right to go at a much grow at a much faster pace so do you think there's a more need of having integrated agencies today yeah i think absolutely like it's it's never been more important actually to have an integrated agency because <clears throat> i think when when everything stems from the same team just how everything comes together becomes a lot more simpler also for the client it it becomes a lot more easier because then they're dealing with, with just like one set of people rather than talking to five different agencies to do the same job so i think in that sense the coordination is a lot simpler you know the flow of information becomes a lot easier the briefings are a lot simpler because the same shebang team is sitting with the client for all the different services and hearing out the brief and then we come back to office we debrief each other on the uh, on the brief um, then each department sort of you know puts their stuff together again we gather it together and then we figure out what the solution is going to be so from a client perspective they're getting everything under one roof which is very very important and even from a costing perspective the client you know uh, seeks to get a much better costing uh, because in the same team they will do a lot more things so economies of scale come into play for us and the client so in that way it's a win win for both both companies actually and in in today's uh, the digital digital advertising uh, industry so much is shifting towards performance marketing and shebang is an agencies also you know uh, running the clients like phenolex and casual that you talked about so for these brands how do you yeah. boil down to the rois for the client so uh, you know each brand has their own metric for success for phenolex obviously their aim was to increase awareness you know among builders for example along with selling pipes and putting it online so you know obviously we we redefined the way the brand sort of works we looked at avenues where we can actually you know engage with people who are the decision makers for the brand online um we we have we have looked at innovative ideas to actually tap into the end consumer um for a brand like castor for example is about community building so you know our roi metrics are not about sales but more about how many influencers we can actually get into a community you know how many rides we can sponsor for castor uh, with bikers across the country um for a brand like fabi cost for example one of our flagship brand you know it's it's, a, it's not about sales because you know everybody already knows very good they right. come with a very rich heritage for them it's about awareness so how can we do you know four really great creatives every month which sort of viral across you know facebook instagram twitter linkedin whereas for a brand like be blunt which is typically into you know again shampoos conditioners hair colors uh, they've always been a service led company with salons across the country Uh, but for them, the the ball game now has become how do we sell our products online? So we revamp the entire website. Uh, we set up a direct to consumer website for them. You know, we we think of all the performance creatives. We think of all the communication. Um, we work with all of the influencers that that come out of the big brands table. And for them, the the KPI, the ROI is against sales. So uh, again, different brands have different objectives. So I won't say one size fits all for all the brands, but. I think it comes down to what's the client's business uh, uh, motive, why they're on the platform, and how can we sort of you know be a partner to them to achieve that. So yeah, again, different brands have different objectives, and that's what we try to sort of achieve for them. That's great, and and then to some extent, have using these digital platforms to you know create a sort of brand awareness always works for the legacy clients as well. 
Now, Akshay, speaking about Shabang, you have played a massive role in build, building up the team and the culture. So, how personally you have seen your role evolved in managing and dealing the teams when it was, let's say, a team of 50-60 members and now when it's much more than that? Sure. So, you know, if you ask me, uh, nothing much has changed. Um, it's, it's still as crazy, it's still as unpredictable, it's still as noisy. It's just the number of people has increased. Um, you know, so right now we have about 320 employees in five years. But still, in terms of the culture, we still have an open door policy. So we have no cabins in our office. You must have seen that in our office. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, anyone can come and talk to us at any point in time. We are always available to our team. Um, the culture of, you know, having no cabins also resonates with how open we are in our transparency when it comes to communication. We try being as transparent as possible with our employees. Uh, you know, be it in terms of policies, be it in terms of ideas, be it in terms of, you know, growth plans for the company. I think these are few things which have just helped us, you know, sort of keep that culture going. Um, I think that that culture of integration also comes a lot, not just from the work we do, but also with the teams we work with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, different people learn from each other because you have somebody who's in media bank, for example, you know, some people have moved from the content writing team into the production team. We have people moving from the content team to the tech team. Some guys from the tech team move to the content team. So there's a lot of integration happening that way also. Um, and people are free to move around the company. So I think that's the culture, which is not just, like another thing, like in the work that we do, but also in what we stand for in terms of integration. And yeah, I mean, yeah, as I was saying, like, you know, it, it's similar. The work is still similar that way. Obviously, the numbers have just become a lot more bigger. So... Uh, the number of people they're speaking to and addressing on a daily basis has become a lot more. But, you know, I think heart and heart, we are still the same people and we enjoy what we're doing. But actually, to be honest, uh, seeing from this part of the uh, of the agency where, you know, we get to yeah. see a lot of great work uh, through Shabank, we can clearly say that building that sort of team and uh, creative people, bunch of creative people, bring them together, that would have been difficult. So, but apart from this thing, what has been the most toughest part of your journey in building Shebang? You know, as we were saying, I think building a team is, is a very important part of the journey mm-hmm. because, you know, as, as three of us, we can only do that much, right? So, you know, all of the great work you see is just, you know, it, it's just actually coming from our team. We are just there to give them the base, but they use that base sort of grow from there, right? So, um, you know, as individuals, we don't do too much of daily running around. Mm-hmm. But what we keep looking at is how do we give our team enough and more so they are comfortable to do their jobs well. Um, and when they are happy, when they are motivated is when the work sort of speaks for itself. So coming, coming to your question of what's the biggest challenge, I think, yeah, attracting the right kind of talent is very, very important. Um, not just attracting, but also then keeping them back, uh, making sure they don't leave because, you know, nowadays again, people have too many opportunities in the industry. You know, you have youngsters coming in at 22 and 23. Uh, you know, they work for like a year, year and a half and they want to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and for leaving are, okay, I'm getting a little more money here or, you know, I want to go and study or, you know, I, I don't think I'm learning enough. I think for us to sort of, you know, keep this, the, the good talent back is also very, very, not, not impossible, but it's a challenge, obviously. Um, and, and that puts pressure on us to keep getting better brands, you know, doing better campaigns because even people do good work, they don't want to leave you. The moment they start feeling stagnated in the job is when they start thinking of Acha Pi Kyakari types, right? Hmm. So, I think for us, one of the bigger challenges is always keeping the team together, keeping the team motivated 
And I think if you have a great team, uh, again, the work speaks for itself and the business comes after that because people start taking, uh, you know, recognition of your work and they automatically start coming back to you. So, so that's the thing, yeah. Yeah. You talked about motivating the people and the team around that. So I also personally yeah. believe that that is really crucial because from both employer perspective and employee perspective as well. But how do you actually achieve that at Shabang? Um, I mean, see, you know, uh, motivation can be two-pronged. One can be just recognition. Uh, motivation can also be monetary. So we obviously have a mix of both. And also, I think motivation can also come through just doing different, different things which are unique to the company, uh, which could stem from the culture itself. Uh, um, so from a, from a monetary standpoint, you know, we have uh, incentive packages for our teams, for example, uh, where based on the performance, they're able to unlock some more money over and above their fixed salary. So mm-hmm. that's one kind of motivation we have for them. Um, you know, when it comes to recognition, we have, you know, uh, again, our WhatsApp groups are buzzing all the time. Uh, you know, good work is always applauded on the groups. Uh, we have the kind of our awards, uh, you know, cabinet where all the awards are sort of, you know, uh, sort of kept so people can go and you know see which, which teams have won the awards. We do a lot of small, small things, for example, like during the COVID time now that we all are sitting at home. Um, you know, like we've built many WhatsApp groups, for example. So we have some people who have started a book book reading club. Uh, I've started a photography club, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a recipe group, there is a, a fitness group. So people are sort of talking in smaller groups across the company, but in, in these smaller, you know, pockets of, of, of WhatsApp groups. We frequently have different, different, you know, challenges happening. So, for example, right now the team is playing Ludo. We have a Ludo King challenge that's happening right now in office. Uh, again, virtually, but right. um, everyone's on their phone and you know, that, that's keeping them busy and that's keeping them happy. Um, you know, for us also mental health is very important. So, we have an app on our phone where people can, you know, come online and meditate, do some yoga, unwind, even at the end of the day. So, again, these are very small factors, but they go a long way in just keeping the team, you know, happy, you know, mentally satisfied. Uh, that day we had uh, beer biceps. Can we come on, you know, on hangout chat with all of us at Shabang for the leadership team? Actually, mm-hmm. we had a one-on-one conversation. And, you know, it was good chatting with someone who's also like an influencer, big guy, in one day. That was motivating for the team. So uh, we have a lot of training going on right now. You know, all levels of people are getting trained. Um, induction that happening for the new joinees. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're doing management also right now. So I think it's, it's a mix of you know many many things that sort of come together to form this. I mean again, there's no set formula for it, but it's about how you can hear the pulse of the people and then keep doing things to keep them you know happy. Right. You mentioned about the photography group that you have created now. Photography is one of your hobbies, and your Instagram account is is a very rich album. So how important yeah. you feel that it is, you know, it is important to have a hobby and how much does it help you to sort of relax after running such a massive ad agency? Thanks. Thanks for going through my Instagram though. Uh, so, I mean, it's, I think it's very, very important. At the end of the day, you know, you need something to just keep your mind off the work. Um, and I think for me, my outlet is actually my photography, my camera. I just pick up my camera and go and shoot. Um, so I've been shooting for about 15 years now. Um, I also teach photography actually along with digital marketing. So um, for me, photography is very, very important to just you know divert my mind from the daily rut of you know client calls and you know people you know having issues and you know content and campaigns. Okay. Um, I think also photography. I mean, being in the communication industry, um, photography allows me to um, just exercise my creative mind also. 
because for me every image has got to tell a story right, right. Um, and that's typically how we represent brands online they are always telling a story they are always telling them something or telling a consumer something so photography actually allows me to see the world from an aesthetic eye uh, we also do a lot of photography for our clients in house we have an in house you know photography studio also mm-hmm. we have uh, a couple of photographers on the roster who shoot for our clients so you know being in touch with photography also allows me to give inputs to my brands to my to my team to the clients um, and i can tell a good creative from a bad creative because of you know just composition techniques for example and uh, yeah i think it, it stems from the passion but yeah now it's it's sort of become more than just a passion for me yeah so have you done any product shoots for any of your brands as well clients as well not me personally <laughs> uh, because It, it takes a lot of time and effort to set up an entire shoot end to end, and basically the entire day is gone in that. So it becomes very difficult for me to spend your know, 12 hours shooting. Uh, but obviously, I've, I've hired a couple of photographers on the roster who I I work with them to you know figure out the uh, the lighting references, maybe figuring out a few props, for example. Mm-hmm. You know, just thinking on what more we can do for the client. So I don't physically shoot, but I'm I'm very much aware of what's happening. Uh, with the team and when it comes to the references and the uh, the ideas and everything, um, and I give my inputs there. Yeah, but I would love to shoot though, but mm-hmm. just haven't got my to, to get down and do it because it takes up a lot of time actually. So ultimately, what drives you to lead the shabangers? Yeah. So what drives me? My what drives me actually is you know um, what drives us is the vision that we set out for the company. Mm-hmm. Um, that you know we know for a fact that you know we want to be the first indian agency to move abroad and and set up abroad also right. um unlike most of the other large networks in the world so that sort of drives us every day we know that we are working towards an infinite game and we're sitting in the finite you know number of years ahead we're looking at how can things be in the next 10 15 20 years not just in the next one one or two years right so um the, the vision is long term for us and yeah i think that's what keeps motivating us daily that you know we keep questioning ourselves in that what are we doing right now is that really helping us move towards the long term if it's not aiding us in long term then let's not do it at all so obviously we do think of short term profits we think of short term gains but that's all sums up to something which is more long term and you know far fetched in in the that joining the sort of embarked on so what drives us actually is this vision um and i think all all three of us are sort of aligned on what we want to achieve as a team together so you know today we have 300 employees tomorrow we might be 500 employees but at the end of the day the vision won't change uh, the team will keep getting bigger the number of clients might keep getting bigger but um, the drive for the vision won't change because again the vision is the direction that we're moving towards and that's what the compass that we're working on yeah it's very uh, precisely put by you akshay so we are towards the end of the episode just a couple of quick questions Who's the most wittiest person you have come across? You know, I, I I do follow many comedians online. I think Jose is one of the funniest guys that I I love his content. Right, right. Um, and I think his misheard lyrics, lyrics you know, those videos are just, are just too funny. Uh, and I look forward to those. I mean, obviously there are many many funny people, but I, I really love his content because it's, it's so raw, it's so natural, it's so like you know, like मतलब you can tell that he's not putting too much effort into it, but it's still so funny. Yes, actually, and I, I personally also admire Jose as well. The last question: What's yeah. the yeah. best viral campaign that you have seen? Be it of Shabang or any other for any other brand you might have come across. You know, I I love brands who do purpose-driven marketing, and I remember back in two thousand and sixteen, I came across a very very 
very uh, very touching campaign that Ashish Bajaj did. Um, so there was this ship called the INS Vikrant, which was one of the main ships that fought in the 1971 battle. Um, and the navy was sort of sending that ship to the scrapyard to scrap the entire ship because it was quite old in any case. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, what Bajaj did was again, Bajaj has been like a you know homegrown company, right? And they've always spoken about you know India in its in its heart and soul. Um, what they did along with their agency in Yobanet was that uh, Bajaj went and bought that ship. They purchased that ship um, and launched a limited edition bike with you know the metal that was on the ship. Mm-hmm. They melted them that metal and put it into the bikes. So you know, so a piece of the Vikrant is still immortalized in all of these bikes that are riding across the country right now. Um, and and they did a, a lot of content with many people who had served on. INS Vikrant, mm-hmm. uh, even commanders, for example, uh, they had many interviews with these commanders who are all obviously very old now because they were young back in the 1970s, but today they're very old. Uh, but all of them sort of reminiscing the, the memories on INS Vikrant and uh, how thankful they were to Bajaj for actually you know buying over the ship and immortalizing the ship. Uh, because for them, INS Vikrant was their mother, as they kept calling it. So. Uh, I really, I really love that campaign, and it's somewhere purpose-driven. It's linked back to you know the insight of Bajaj, it's linked back to sales. Uh, it had a great storytelling angle to it also, and I think everything came together pretty well. So that was actually one of the great campaigns, you know, if if our country can ever produce. So yeah, that was Akshay sharing his life journey and much about the integrated marketing need in today's day and age. Thank you Akshay for being on the show and sharing all your experiences with me and with all the listeners as well. Sure, pleasure. Uh, thanks for having me. So to all the listeners, I hope this episode gave you a clear outlook about running an agency successfully and lot more. I'll be back with another episode and another special guest. Till then, stay safe. Thank you guys.